The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. And welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast, live, now in stereo high definition, or whatever the fuck Skype definition this is. <laughs> We're got a going around the circle this week. I, I am your host, Jack Newman, and I am joined this week by Trevor Flynn and uh, Peter Dancy. What's up, guys? Bobby Pike. Cheers, y'all. Sean uh, <laughs> Solis. And, of course, Ben Haworth. How are you, Ben? I'm good. This is where I go on, like, a long diatribe that annoys everybody because I took longer than everyone else. See, I already did it. (laughs) No, it's okay. It's okay. It's good. Even the threat. The whole point, you know one of my favorite fun pastimes is, like, every once in a while, I'll, like, try to figure out who in our group is, like, which member of community. So it's like, <laughs> I'm always, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's possibly hurtful too, depending on who mm-hmm. is Pierce. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or who's Britta kind of too. Personally today, I'm feeling punky Brewster from like seasons, uh, season six, because she's eventually going to go crazy and kill all of you cats. So that's just going to happen. Um, just, you know, from the effort of hurting him. I don't care. I love you. I love you all. Well, of course, guys, this week we're going to be looking at Spider-Man Homecoming. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about... About our trailer corner, which for this week we looked at uh, Ingrid Goes West. So, first up, Ben, what'd you think of Ingrid Goes West? Uh, I'm curious about this film. I need to look at what the director was. Um, it, usually, whenever they do a film that is social media gone awry, it is horribly embarrassing and awful. Um, but it's a sort of interesting idea of someone stalking someone they find on Instagram and trying to invade their private life. I think that's something that uh, if you can't at least agree on, you can kind of like look at envy at Facebook sometimes when you're like particularly not doing anything and you're like, look at all these people doing stuff. They're the worst. Um, so I, I, I can I at hate least... them for being happy. There were. Terrible. Um, <laughs> and so I think it's an interesting idea and I like Aubrey Plaza a lot. Uh, I just hope it's not horribly embarrassing about the tech is all, because some of these movies can be. So that's all. Hmm. Well, you mean like uh, yeah, not uh, accurate? I mean, but anyone else? Uh, Trevor, uh, turn up your mic a little bit. You sound really quiet. I can't really particularly hear you, and you won't be heard on stream. Uh, so, uh, But before you know, Trevor comes back, uh, one of the things that I think is interesting is kind of Aubrey Plaza's career and kind of like the difficulties that she's like had as a star a little bit in terms of like – kind of evolving past i suppose like parks and rec and i think i think that's kind of a mean way to put it but like one of the things is that like you know you see kind of the evolutions of certain stars do you think this is sort of like an aubrey plaza motivated movie but or do you think this is this is the thing that could rocket her career forward I, I, silence I, 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 no i'm curious because i feel like she tried right after parks and rec to do more traditional movies particularly i'm thinking of Oh, uh, was that movie the the list, the sex list, the one where she wanted to get laid? Oh, and she had yes. gotten laid, and that's like such a very classic kind of movie uh, for like a young ingenue to kind of do. And now I feel like she is trying to like upend her career. She's fucking fantastic on Legion. If you haven't watched Legion, she's really really interesting on that show. And uh, I feel like she's trying to play up like a little bit of the terror creepiness behind her sort of I don't care persona, which I like because for a while I was like, oh, you're just being the I don't care person. But now I feel like she's kind of evolving that to an interesting way. Yeah, I want to I want to see her kind of take a different role. And I guess like that's the difference between her and Chris Pratt is like Chris Pratt evolved beyond it. One of the things is actually interesting. I don't necessarily think that Chris Pratt actually evolved in the role. And it's just like we needed a Chris Pratt like character in society and the zeitgeist. And so like as he took on new roles, it was like that type of character actor was sort of needed and i think that's the thing is like her type of character actor was not needed and i'm not giving shade to either one i just think that both of them tend to play a type of character and that is kind of a problematic to like the necessary like kind of evolving their film that's why i wouldn't call them character i call them movie stars you know what i mean chris pratt is a movie star he's always chris pratt in a movie but when the movies match that chris prattness it's at its best you know like in guardians and if yeah, it's like passengers, it kind of doesn't match his Chris Prattness. You know, it doesn't really work. And I feel like yeah. Aubrey is a similar character. 
Isn't that the uh, the nature of like going from TV where you have you know a bunch of episodes and everyone kind of gets to know the characters really well and then kind of catapulting yourself into a movie setting, right? Like, you know, I think they've cast Chris Pat better um, just because it's I don't know. I mean, seems like he's had more of kind of a role in Parks and Rec where, you know, it's easier to kind of put that into the movie setting, right? Yeah, I think I think it's I think his his character is more easily acceptable all the way around. You know, I, th- I think you're absolutely hit the nail on the head, Sean. I think his character may be more acceptable. Like I was trying to put it as like he's needed in the zeitgeist, but actually, as I think about it, it's just maybe there there's more roles for that type of character within movies than it is necessarily at Aubrey Aubrey Plazas. Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza is is like in terms of her character, it's funny, but it is inherently more of a side character, which I guess like. You know, how many characters have kind of a, a, a good-hearted two-shoes guy at their core, i.e. Andy from Parks and Rec. So maybe that's just that's just the thing. I guess, like, this is the thing is, like, I'm not interested in this movie in its context so much <laughs> as I am very interested in the context of, like, Aubrey Plaza's career and seeing if she can find stuff. Because she, she's still in that terrible whatever, like, nuns movie that's coming out. Oh, with, God. Uh, no, I'm excited for that. that. I'm that really excited fun. about it. That, yeah, I, that one looks funny. Yeah. So, okay, we're yeah. going to talk about this one next. Is, what the fuck is that? Like, is that like a somebody's passion project somewhere? Because yeah, it's apparently no based idea. on. Uh, it's apparently based on Boccaccio's The Decameron, which is like kind of hilarious. Huh. <laughs> um, it's. I think yeah. I think it's just somebody's bizarre, weird Sundance idea. You know, that's kind of broken out a little bit because it's got a great cast. But yeah, it's just it's just nuns being filthy <laughs> and degenerate. I'm just really <laughs> so, I, it makes me so curious as to like how any of that is going to play out. I think I think that's why I'm I, that's why I'm interested in seeing it. So it's just like who came up with this? How did you come up with this? How is this going to play out? That's where my interest lies for that for that film. And I also love Aubrey Plaza, so I'm that really too. excited. I like her darkness. She's just creepy and weird, and I love it. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I saw Aubrey Plaza was uh, was uh, in Scott Pilgrim versus the versus the world, and so how she's like like like, like and it, like just just her role is like, are you being serious? How are you doing that with your mouth? So it's like Wait. I have that image of her, and it's like I want to see her in this film. Just be like, there is no black box. That she's just somehow materializing out of thin air. She's just saying the words like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like I'm here for it. Can we just point out that Scott Pilgrim Monsters of the World has like every great young female actress in it before they were famous? Right. Like, yeah. Right. Mae Whitman right. and Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Allison Pill and Aubrey Plaza. God, and there's right. like so many people I'm already forgetting. Like, it's it's insane. Oh, and just a heads up to our viewer if you want to head on over to Twitter now, if you see me being kind of out of the cast for a minute, that's because I'm trying to post all this to Facebook and Twitter. Go check it out there. Y'all want to share it, do all the things. We're going to be multitasking up in here. But if you want to head on over to Twitter now, you can post some comments. We'll answer them live on air. Head to YouTube, all the places, uh, Twitter, Facebook, just all the social media. Like Like me on Instagram if you want to. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, and you know you need uh, to see of... more of this with filters. <laughs> hey, I don't filter. I edit photos. I am that a special wedding lo-fi photographer. I, I, that, my shit is edited. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> You're not better than Instagram, though. Oh, oh, oh. My bank account would defer, Sean. I am paid. To be well, paid. Instagram's also a big company. They, get, they make a lot of money, too. <laughs> no, I'm not paid more than Instagram. It's a multi-billion dollar company. I'm paid more than most of the photographers on Instagram, Sean. QED, <laughs> motherfucker. You're not paid okay, more than whatever. Instagram. Okay, whatever. <laughs> are you, are you, do you have a lot of likes on Instagram, Sean? I really am interested in seeing all your drink pics. <laughs> I love that we can, we like need to create a bot that monitors how drunk Sean is via Instagram. It, it's doable, I think. Uh, all right, that, that, that was, sorry. <laughs> all I'm right, doing great. For you, <laughs> for you, the listeners of the Movie Gang podcast, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save 10% on any new subscription at lootcrate.com. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com backslash gang. Don't forget the backslash gang because we are the only gang on the internet that reps Loot Crate. Um, not like those other gangs on the internet. And enter promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. Loot Crate is like somebody that loves you because we know if you don't have anyone in your life that loves you, uh, which happens. It's okay. <laughs> you might be unloved if you're listening to this podcast. It's okay. It's Sunday night. 
It's cool. There's, there's somebody the, out there for everyone. There's, there's a that. great picture I saw that sums up podcast where it's a guy and he's sitting in front of a picture of like three people laughing from a billboard. He's like, and it's like what it's like to listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, yeah, you, you say that, Scott Ackerman. It's okay. Sometimes that person for you out in society happens to be a company that you have to pay to send you gifts. And that company is Loot Crate. It's like, it's like people out there that understand what you really like. So let's say, you know, your mother has to like you and she gives you gifts of socks. Fuck socks. Go to LootCrate.com. Get a loving gift every month that's personalized for you in terms of like your likes. You can pick different boxes every month. It's like a gift that you know will actually be filled with things that you want as opposed to everyone else in your life that doesn't understand you. So <laughs> to save 10% on any new subscription, go to TryLootCrate.com backslash gang. Again, that's TryLootCrate.com backslash gang to send 10% on any new subscription and a promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. You get savings. We're, we're a coupon podcast. That uh, that actually made me feel bad. Um, <laughs> made me feel dirty. Okay, moving on to the main Extreme review. Extreme couponing. Spider-Man: Homecoming. Thrilled by his experience with the Avengers, young Peter Parker returns home to live with his Aunt May under the watchful eye of mentor Tony Stark. Really, is it very watchful? Peter, uh, Parker starts to embrace his newfound identity as Spider-Man. He also tries to return to his normal daily routine. <laughs> Distracted hey, by thoughts, I know, right? Distracted by thoughts of proving himself to be more than just a friendly neighborhood superhero, Peter must soon put his powers to the test when the evil vulture emerges to threaten everything that he holds dear. All right, let's start up first. Let's start with a guy in the Spider-Man shirt. Yeah, Peter, you got what it. did you think of Spider-Man Homecoming? Uh, Spidey 3.0, you would think that in such a short time span would like like this being the second reboot i would be tired of spider-man but i thoroughly enjoyed this movie this was fun this was a fun movie for me and i i, I think that everyone played their part well i think i think tom holland was a great choice i mean i i know i know we said that last year after watching civil war but like i'll say it again like i think it was a great choice for this role and it was a fun it was, it was a really fun like two hour 20 minute two and a half hour uh time that i was sitting in that theater so yeah it was a good movie to me I enjoyed it a lot. Surprising. Uh, I feel like I'm the anti-Peter because I've never cared about Spider-Man. I never saw Spider-Man 3. I didn't see any of the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I have never grew up with Spider-Man. I never really cared about Spider-Man. I thought the first two movies were fun, but I I don't love them like some people on this cast. Wait, wait, Sam Raimi? You you think the Sam Raimi? No, no, no. I got back up. No, no, no. You think the Sam Raimi movies are fun. Yeah, the first two. The no, no, that's, what, that's what okay. Spider-Man 1 and 2. Okay. The original yeah, Spider-Man me. 1 and 2. I know there's like two Let of them now. Sure. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> I went to this movie cynically because here are the facts. This is a movie that has six credited screenwriters. This is yep. a movie with a director who has directed movies that cost less than $10 million. Mm-hmm. This is a movie that is split between two companies in this weird custody battle. And uh, <laughs> it's a movie that has Iron Man in it, like almost feeling like, hey, guys, Iron Man's here at least. And I found it not just functional, I found it fucking really, really enjoyable. I was shocked how much I really, really enjoyed this movie. And it might be above Logan and Wonder Woman for me. At least I'm just on that high right now and I need to let it settle for a bit. But it is, I think, a genuinely enjoyable, clever film that puts the character back into focus of the story, which is what makes it so good. I've been kind of bored on Marvel lately, but for me, this was just a very character-focused, good story with a good villain, shockingly, and genuinely interesting moments and action that was led by character, which is something I've been missing so much from superhero movies. Like it was just a damn good film for me. Two points. First, I want to I want to address that the Vulture's design in this movie was so cool. <laughs> it was cool cool. yeah like like when he like when his whole thing was that like it was like a heist thing in his second form that he just creates an air seal and comes up through the ship i was like okay that's motivationally super cool uh but the second yeah the second point i want to jump in here too because i forced someone to be on this cast tonight to be essentially the Mm -hmm. anti-marvel i actually don't know if she still feels that way but we're gonna find out bobby pike (laughs) what did you think of spider-man homecoming you knew it was coming (laughs) yes Um, okay, so I feel like I have to preface in the fact that I don't watch Marvel movies, nor have I particularly enjoyed the ones that I have seen. 
Um, the Marvel movies I've seen, I started with the Iron Man series. I saw all of the Iron Man, so at least I'm very familiar with that character. And I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, but most of the new stuff that's come out, I haven't seen. So the first part of Spider-Man Homecoming, they're clearly talking about things that have happened in movies I haven't seen. Um, mm-hmm. So as a blind observer, that part, like, it's not unenjoyable but it's not nearly as much fun as it would be if you got all the jokes mm-hmm. um so it, it it didn't completely take me out of the film um but once we hit like it hit the stride like you're past the opening 30 minute mark and we're really getting into the movie i really enjoyed it i was pretty swept up in the story and i was enjoying all the shots i will say that they kind of lost me there at the end i did not think the ending was all that great um, but most of the stuff in the middle I thought was really solid. And I was amused the almost the entire time. So I, I really thought it was a pretty solid movie, especially not given a shit about Marvel. So <laughs> as a straight action, just, you know, I don't care about Spider-Man. I don't care about Marvel. I don't care about this universe. Just as a story with action in it, I thought it was fun. Hmm. No, I, I am, I am so you far. You expected me to slam it right then. I, <laughs> I actually expected everyone to slam it, and I don't know why I got so defensive. Wait, really? I mean, it was a good movie. We all saw like a pretty good movie. Uh, I mean, I'm happy I, to. Well, oh, you haven't it. talked to two people. You don't know. Yet. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Trevor and Sean could hate it. Tre- uh, let's start with uh, Trevor. Is your mic working? I don't know. You tell me. Is that better? Oh, it's good. You're good. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding it Sorry. right against my face, so I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna work. Um, Sexy. Yeah. Well, it's because he's in this perfect anime pose. That's incredible. Like, yeah. Oh, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like I'm trying Fire to make it look good because we're Trevor. live. <laughs> he, you wouldn't put a shirt on. That's the key. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's my escape room shirt I got for escaping the room. Here, you can't. Oh. Oh, nice. oh yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. I love those things. Ah, I, did, I, did, I did that once. We got, like, they were having a discount, and we could either get 20% off our next game or free t-shirts, and we went with I had to buy a photo from them. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck? (laughs) But, um... All right, but what... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it. Um, Just, I guess... I feel like it was just a really generally enjoyable movie, so I, I'm I'm thinking what we're gonna talk about um, for. Um, I got things to pick apart. Well, so don't worry. for what Bobby picked up in the opening, this this was like the worst part of my experience in this movie is that I went to see it with my family. Um, oh uh, yeah. no, no, I mean it was fun to see a movie with my family. That was also the best part when the twist happened. But in the very beginning, mm. it is a little like I, I enjoyed the flashback um, to Civil War and Spidey has his um, home home video of it. I, I enjoyed that part. It yeah. is a little confusing timeline wise, I guess, because they have that quick jump to eight years later. I don't know how they would have necessarily done it otherwise, but my parents were constantly like, when is this? Like tapping me on the shoulder and trying to get me to explain like where in the timeline it was and i didn't fucking know or care so i had to like turn to my brother and be like when is this like and, uh, <laughs> and he was like then he sees Gar- someone in a spider-man shirt when is this yeah right and he, he said after guardians 2 which i was like i, I turned it was like after guardians 2 and then i was like wait i thought this is after this looks like it's after avengers and he's like yeah but it's still the same i, I just you know i that's that's just gonna be how it goes with any well, Marvel movie the, for for people that can't they, keep they up, do I that, guess. But and, and they very purposely play with the timeline here by establishing the right after Avengers moment where the Vulture comes in, which also I, I really it was pretty funny to have like a Trump like a like a Trump supporter as the villain. Um, essentially, but uh, <laughs> I, I, no, I, I'm, that's that's a terrible joke. It's actually I, I actually in, I was a blue enjoy, collar person. Yeah, he was a he was uh, a blue yeah, collar. Yeah, uh, that's actually fair. Uh, that's that's totally unfair to say all blue collar people are now Trump supporters. Right. <laughs> um, so yes. I agree with that. I think he actually. I was actually going to give him a compliment though, because I feel like you know usually that sort of storyline kind of makes me gag a little bit, and I was kind of mm. like very surprised by how enjoyable I found it. And also, like, by the way that, like, they still make him, like, a likable and interesting individual. Not by the end. By the end, he's, like, a douchebag, but that's... That uh, sorry, go ahead, Trevor. I totally just... Yeah. No, 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 you're fine. I was just gonna jump in and say, um, on behalf of um, Michael Keaton, just that... I don't know. Bobby had brought up not liking the ending later. I, I, I don't know that he goes, like, full maniacal towards the end. I think he's pretty sympathetic, yeah. for me at least, up until the end. And he just never gets, well, I guess post-credits he gets, I had to run out of the bathroom, but um, post-credits I guess he gets like a final word in the movie, but 
Mm-hmm. I, uh, well, the only uh, that that's his most sympathetic moment for me is in yeah. the post credit sequence. Yeah, yeah absolutely. When he like yeah, purposely sure. does not share Spider Man's identity, and like to like obviously just a serial killer who's gonna knock right. Right. and who's gonna be the Scorpion. I wish they put it in the uh, movie. I'm, I'm glad because when I saw Nacho get hit by a car like five minutes <laughs> in, I was like, oh, don't waste him. He's a great actor. Right? Oh like, god, that was oh, yeah. yeah, he's great. <laughs> no, I love that guy. Um, well, I, mean, I yeah. think that's one of the cool things about Spider-Man villains is I feel like they're always... The best part of the series for me is is how, like, kind of complex and, like, filled out the villains are. And, you know, they're not kind of one-dimensional. They always are a little more sympathetic than in other series, which I always appreciate. Um, so, I don't know. I, you know, I'm coming into this with my, my you know, my introduction to Spider-Man was actually the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Um, so, it was a huge, like, departure for me to see, like, high school Spider-Man because, you know... I guess it. Uh, Toby Maguire was in was in college, and it was just. A well, he was more... in high school in the he first movie. He was in movie. high school. He was just thirty. Not believe it, but it was a ton of bullshit. We also yeah. didn't spend a lot of time yeah. with him <laughs> in high school, probably for that reason. That was one of the many uh, I noted jokes about the Raimi Spider-Man movies, which I have a list of. I'll, I'll read. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Ben yeah. and I were talking <laughs> about this yesterday. He yeah. was like, "I have four we, jokes we listed t- so far." We eventually need to tackle the Raimi Spider-Man on here because that's going to be the overarching comparison about Spider-Man movies. And, and this is also new for Marvel, because the big interesting thing about this for Marvel is this is the first time that it's like, it's a little bit like Marvel's never had to deal with the Batman problem of being compared to the Dark Knight after in creating new iterations of, say, the Joker and Batman. So right. it's mm-hmm. this is the first this mm-hmm. is the first movie that they've had where they're like, there is good Spider-Man movies. So like they right. have to like we can do, do that. And, yeah. and I, go ahead, Sean. No, I was just going to say like it, it, it did a good job for, you know, what it set out to do in creating... You know, I guess probably more comic book. Uh, uh, you know, more more true to what the original comic book was. But Precisely. having having gotten introduced to Spider-Man through the Sam Raimi series, like it just wasn't like as gritty, um, and I didn't appreciate that. Like it, you know, it, it was kind of like a, a kids' movie in many different ways, um, which is which is all well and good. But yeah. Yeah, I, okay, go ahead. Finish, finish. Know. Sorry, but so that, that's that's issue number one. You know, I was especially after seeing something like Wonder Woman, Logan. I kind of wanted a more kind of dark, gritty superhero movie, and I just didn't get it. Um, <laughs> issue number two is that there weren't like there just weren't any like interesting female characters in this movie, um, okay, and maybe well. this is after seeing <laughs> Wonder Woman. I gotta stop us. Ng Scully on Twitter said, I never realized how sassy Jack was until I saw his face. <laughs> sassy face. He's a sassy face. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I mean, let me finish my point. You're always making eyes at us. I'm just like, oh, is that what you think? Oh, my God. (laughs) You are now seeing what we see whenever we record. Congratulations. Um, It's good. It's good. Y'all are vindicated. (laughs) Go ahead. No, and maybe maybe this is like the Wonder Woman effect on on me personally, but like the only two characters was like one uh, was his like love interest who, you know, gets saved, right? And doesn't really have like much motivation other than kind of being a plot device. And then there's Aunt May, who just everyone wants to bang. And then those were like your two female characters in the movie, and it just that frustrated me. I kind of wanted, you know, something something more there. So those I, are my issues I, with it. I agree and disagree with the female character thing. I I agree that there could have been a lot more fleshed out. That said, I think the three, at least the two main ones of of uh, MJ and Liz, I thought were actually fairly interesting. I thought Liz was at least interesting because I was glad that she did not get with Peter at the end, which I was very glad about. If she did, I would be very annoyed. But I think it was nice that she was actually had like this nice little thing about like, I like you a lot. Your life is fucked up and I can't deal with that. Like, and you need to figure your shit out and I hope you do. You know, like I thought that was a very adult response. And I think they set up MJ as an interesting kind of character. That's like, she's more of a jokey character, but I thought she was a good sort of background character. And then at the end, they... Yeah. Revealing that that's why she's around Peter all the time. She actually does care. I thought that was those are both I thought least clever though. Clearly, the film is about the three male characters in the movie, and that's just what the film's about, you know. And, and I think that's the thing is like it in terms of calling her not present in the movie. I think that's fair. I also think it's fair that like it was never intended for her to be a big part of this movie. Yeah, I think like, they're moving it for later. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is like this is Marvel, so like she probably will have a big part to play, and it's there's no telling what it is. I think Liz's uh, arc is pretty good in this movie. I enjoyed it too. I think one of the issues is that they actually can't technically like they have so aged down the age of Spider Man that they technically can't like have a completion of the relationship and it not feel very creepy, real weird, a little bit, yeah. like a little bit <laughs> yeah. weird. But outside of sex. that. 
I'm no, no, no. This, is, this is one of the things that's kind of cool about this. And I, I think this is the thing. Sean called it an issue, but for me, it's super awesome the age down level is. And here's one of the things, too. I wish this Spider-Man came before the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah. Because <laughs> the Sam yeah. Raimi Spider-Man I saw as a kid is a much more nuanced and point and pointed, um, poignant film and has a point. And the difference here is that this one is a much more, I think, kid-friendly and approachable film. And I think that's the thing. is It's not trying to do what Sam Raimi did, which I think is what they should do. And I think as a Marvel film, it's, just, it's, it's still got that Marvel like technical supremacy in terms of just like the technical ability to deliver a plot but even past that i think this is a new level of awesome superhero kids movie i think this is the most kid superhero movie and i think it does it mm-hmm. just so well even though zendaya like gives him the finger at one point which is hilarious <laughs> yeah. well it felt well. like a teenager movie that's why i really appreciated it because when like liz wants him to go to the pool and he leaves that actually like got to me and i was shocked like i usually like when the high school stuff happens in these kind of movies it's like ugh who cares but i was genuinely like no go be with your friends that looks yeah yeah like go try and be a hero yeah that's yeah. like a genuinely nice thing where it's like oh he's losing his childhood or his teenagehood i guess technically like to to this Spider-Man. Uh, responsibility you know like right. and that's something that i know it's a constant I, I from what i understand that's the big appeal about spider-man it's always like his life gets ruined. You could have like a normal life if you just stop being. Spider-Man. Oh, I I do have a big a big gripe that I have to get with uh, that I have to put out there, and one of, and this is just purely a comic book gripe uh, of them using one of the greatest Spider-Man kind of storylines with him, where you know the iconic the kind the iconic image of him like lifting, drowning, and lifting oh, really? the rubble great. off of himself. Well, it's that was cool a great scene. The, though. It's cool oh. in the context of the film. It's a wasted piece of comic book iconog- iconography. Uh, because you know it's it's so much better in the you know in the comics because he accidentally gave Aunt May Spider Man AIDS. Uh, he's got to save her and oh well and it's not. And this that's, is much that better, me, huh? That was me <laughs> making a joke. It's not Spider Man AIDS. I'm sorry. That's that's no. I was just like, what are you? Refer- no, for me, it was just like, what are you referring to? I forget the storyline. He uh, in the comic book, what happened is that he gave a blood transfusion to Aunt May because she was very sick. And uh, and because uh, of that, you know, he's rushing to get her this medicine, and one of his old villains comes and like drops stuff on him, and then he's like slowly drowning, and he can't lift this thing off, and like literally the whole comic book is him monologuing under rubble trying to get it off him. <laughs> but it's wow, it, I know that sounds that's, silly, but it is. It's a really great. No, that comic. sounds great. They're just never going to do that in a movie. I hope you realize right. that. That's yeah, way I know, too I know, cerebral. I know. I, I, well, I, I mean, I, like, I thought that, that that moment worked really well though, because like you you really you know yeah, I thought it worked he, great. He, because he, he you he realize felt, how young he is and how he's just yeah, like he's like he confronting was, death 15. for the first time and he's just like holy shit. He was really say, coming back to his, his impossible scream, acting at that one. This this to Tom Holland, his scream there is just like whoa shit. Yeah, if like, you haven't that, seen like, The Impossible, it's basically Tom Holland gets hurt for two hours and he was really like uh, channeling that really really well and I I like that a lot because it's like you don't see whenever heroes are down it's usually more about strength and this was all about fear you know what I mean mm-hmm. like he was genuinely afraid for his life and terrified and you like Sean says he's like oh he's a fucking 15 year old kid he shouldn't be doing this <laughs> like yeah. Captain I mean, America's I mean, a soldier it's okay right, for no, him hold, to go hold on danger. hold on let's hear let's hear a counterpoint I can't just I can't just allow us to override Bobby here come on Bobby what did you think you didn't like it no. No, I, I mean, it's not that I didn't like it. I just thought it was rushed. I thought that that moment could that. have held more moment. I felt like the rubble collapsing was actually kind of a muddy scene. It was hard to see anything. I didn't think there was a real clear cinematography moment in it. Like It was just, it was hard to keep track of the action. And then you Jack realize it's trapped under the rubble. And like by the time I fully understood what they were trying to do, the moment was over. So I felt like it was just kind of a wasted moment of the film. And that's why I say I don't like the ending is because as we got towards the end of the film i thought a lot of the action got muddied and it yeah. could have been better if they'd stretched a little longer it was like especially the scenes on the plane i thought you lost a lot of the like you lost a lot of the action because you were having trouble keeping track of where it was bizarre was and where the people were it's bizarre um, to do a, a an invisible plane at night <laughs> sequence that right, is yeah <laughs> you're just asking for people to get hard. lost it was just hard to keep track of the action. The plane. So I, I, the plane. I didn't l- like the moment. His scream is really great, and I liked the I liked the water with the mask and him looking into it. I mean, that was they a shouldn't nice have used moment. that one fucking line though. That was so. Oh, no, it was so was, good. Yeah, they used yeah. that fucking overdub. <laughs> that oh. was yeah. dumb. But yeah. the rest of it, like, I can get where they were going with it. But if they'd stretched it to be like two minutes longer, it would have been a better scene. 
I, I I appreciate I guess like I appreciate that I think I'm bugged more by like the comic use of that movie because like I was like best Spider-Man I don't know the movie comic, so he was I'm just... thirty it was a thirty minute movie and he was under the rubble for twenty five of it it was artsy <laughs> but they're never gonna <laughs> do it the they might do it in a cartoon but they'll never do it on a on a show or something they never no, no, do no, it I, and I I recognize that like that's the that's as close Jack as I want get. I want my Ultimate X Men movie of Magneto and Professor X playing chess for tw- two hours that's never gonna happen <laughs> yeah, I know no, that's I know. never it's, it's okay. I, I reckon I, like this is not a true criticism from me. Like I'm criticizing the fact that it's like well, it's a very cool comic book and a use of this. And that also highlights one of my biggest issues, which is Aunt May. And I think and not from like a female use perspective, but like as a use of Aunt May. Like they can't get over the fact that Aunt May's hot now, and that's like you know, <laughs> Aunt May. They try to such, ugly her up, no. and it doesn't work. Versatile is too attractive. Too is that like I think Aunt May is a core character from the original Sam Raimi movies that like really helps flesh out the Spider-Man mythos, and I think her absence here is felt a little bit for me personally in terms of like not engaging the core Spider. Like they engage the core Spider-Man mythos, but it's so focused on the school. Like I needed like a secondary figure, especially like since it's clear that like Tony Stark is just like a terrible paternal figure. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Which, which I actually think I actually think is played ter- so well. Yeah, like, yeah. Stark, Stark is the like, terrible paternal figure, yeah. and Happy is the really bad babysitter. That's just in the other room. Like, yeah, sure, don't break anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I think and I think it's actually played really, really well. And I also love the moment when he like Stark literally like reads off a line from the third uh, Iron Man movie when he's just saying essentially. Like he literally is. Like, if you're not good without the suit, you shouldn't have it. And I thought that's such a cool, deep. Not it's a, not really a deep cut, but it's a cut from the Marvel canon. And that's like in the context of this thing. It's like it's really cool that well, Spider-Man actually did come later in the canon of the Avengers and all the things that happen in this universe because it's realistically as that. And it's also like they played with the issue of like this movie focuses on where Spider-Man was in the universe and that he was the everyman superhero. And because of that, it's like him coming to terms with being the friendly neighborhood wall crawling Spider-Man. And that's just such a fucking cool thing from a comics perspective that like, it's just like Marvel to a T. And I guess that's my thing is like, you know, this movie may have problems, but there will never, ever, ever be anything like this. And in the broader context of Marvel, it's so just like mind bogglingly amazing how tight the production is from one set to another and how they pull mm-hmm. from other movies to give context to this movie. And I think that like, especially since like it's really necessary to have seen him, not really necessary actually to see him and it's not really necessary to see Captain America three, but still uh, it's just that 17 minute this- scene. And this film, <laughs> so this film for me did a lot what they promised with the TV shows that I think does a lot better than the TV shows, which is actually explore ground level world in the Marvel universe. This actually felt like those TV shows often feel like they don't really exist in the world. They never have the, you know, notice me, they never have Stark Tower in the skyline. They'll occasionally stuff. And like in this, it's so great that Captain America is this doofy high school like video promoter and all these things they mentioned like the sokovia accords and then like i just love that they answer something i always wanted to know which is like what happens to all that shit that ruins the you know new york city and stuff and they have like a whole thing about damage control and how damage control causes people like michael keaton to lose their job and then he finds ways through the cracks and it's like yeah in a world like this people will adjust new kinds of crime will start existing new kinds of business will start existing new kinds of government new kinds of teaching new kinds of ways to be a high school student um and that's what i felt like was really really exciting about this movie in terms of an mcu way was it never felt like easter eggy it actually felt like a real universe for once where a lot of times yeah. it feels like oh, yeah we put stark on a on a on a truck aren't we a extended universe you know where this right. actually felt yeah. like it was a real yeah. universe and there was consequences from years and years of superheroes existing in the world so, so and, and that's also uh, the cool thing sorry go ahead sean no, I was just going to say, like, um, kind of going off that point, what I thought the, the best thing they did was, um, you know, in addition to that, they also recreated, like, just the high school experience really, really well. Um, like, there were a bunch of scenes in there where I'm, like, I was getting flashbacks to high school and just, like, oh, that was, yeah. that's not a problem yeah. that I've had to, like, grapple with in, a, in like, a long time. <laughs> but I, like, remember having those, <laughs> these issues. Um, right. And it was, just, and it I was love... really, really cool. Um, I... 
I love like also his bully being multidimensional in terms of like it not being like the jock story over and over yeah. again. Like it's it's very yeah. like that's the thing. It's like bullies come in all shapes and sizes and in different forms. And I love that like it made it multidimensional as well as made the cast multidimensional. It made Liz like Liz isn't the same thing. Flash isn't the same thing. But they're all right. in the sort of same thing. I mean, Flash has a douchebag moment with the trophy, but at the same yeah. time, like it's still like. It's it is He's what it more is. Like but... a rich entitled person versus a broy jock like he was before. You know, it's which a is I, kind of what you yeah. what you'd expect at like a like really a technical school, like right? Where like everyone yeah, they're, like, they're super correct. Like there wouldn't be a football team at that science school. So like, what, what do you do with Flash? Like, no, I, that's the thing is I think this is the best part about this new Spider-Man film is that like it's thought up so much. Like Ben's right, it's thought up from the ground level. Here are the facts of this universe of things that have fucking happened. Right. These things should have happened as well science is much more advanced in the overarching marvel universe there's going to be more technically insulated schools with more technical capabilities and like the standard of education there is going to be better uh, because of it i think that's that's it's all shows through and it's 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 really really cool like just like that vibe in terms of that in terms of that's the thing is like maybe like watching the spider-man experience feeling it inside the marvel universe creates an entirely different experience for it on top of it being like a very a very good film on top of it. Like it's a very, it's a very, but it, it also is like aging down like the Marvel formula into kind of a little bit more of a palatable sense. And I think that it really works. I think it also uh, thematically hangs together very well. When you think about um, high school popularity, stereotypically, you know, um, like his best friend can't keep his mouth shut that his friend is Spider-Man. And he's like, how, how weird is it to, you know, be famous and people not know it's you and that ties into just his experience of trying to find a place in high school where at the same time, you know, and he, he longs for like the bigger thing with the Avengers. And at the same time, that parallels his uh, antagonists motivations in terms of like, you know, they don't care about the little people and he has to, you know, just learn to like affect his own community and stuff. Like I loved, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here. Um, just yeah that that i think it thematically works out really well but like um for instance um how you see him um that that moment at the party where he almost uh gets talked into yeah. embarrassing just like a terrible idea and he's saying this is so stupid this is so stupid i can't believe i'm about to do this i'm so glad they didn't go that route like it's never too heavy-handed that though that's thematically you know that high school popularity that that's kind of it kind of just walks on the edge of that yeah. so i just undercurrent. love that yeah like yeah. Yeah. i was so glad that scene didn't happen because that's just been like oh god they didn't need to do that I, he's smart at the same time i'm glad that they played with the idea yeah. of the scene yeah like and it was like so they tense did, they did because of that yeah you're so tense when it's gonna happen you're like oh you're gonna regret that bro you're gonna regret that <laughs> But you understand yeah, I mean, why, because it, it, like it's, the it's um... such a teenage thing, like I, I, being being in high school and ha and having that interaction with your friends, where 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 you where, you mean yes, it it, it is definitely stuff that is not even not even close to being this big but like but, but having but having your friends that like are trying to talk you into do, do doing one thing or no, one thing or another and like right before you do it like right before you take that jump you're just like should i do it no this is dumb this is gonna end badly like that was a very like like like, like you said sean that was a very like high school moment that, that 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 scene brought me back to i was just like wow there are a lot of dumb decisions that i almost made in high school <laughs> i was right there where parker was yeah, well, especially the uh, the whole like uh, the scene in the gym where they were the girls were like doing like the kill Mary fuck with the Avengers. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that was funny. And then he realizes that like Liz likes uh, Spider Man, and you know, the, just like the. And then you you fast forward to the the party scene where it'd be like super tempting, where he's like, oh, this girl like really likes like you know who I am, right? Like Spider Man, and all I have to do is like dress up as Spider Man, and you know everything would work out. Um, so you do actually like really feel like the tension that he's facing there, especially as like a you know as a fifteen year old kid. And there's a great payoff what? to that idea too when he actually does save the girl in the elevator scene, and he's hanging upside down, and it's like an homage to the Rami original when his yep. computer and his yep. suit is like, ben, yeah, "Now's ben. the time when you kiss her." <laughs> I just wanted to point out the uh, four Rami uh, references I noticed. Was that one? 
The one in when they're doing fuck Mary Kill, they says, "Ew, he could be like thirty under that mask." He at one point has a very Raimi um, shot where he's standing in front of the American flag, which was a very famous iconic shot in the first Spider-Man because it's post 9/11. And then as he's having this like hero shot, someone goes, "Do a flip!" <laughs> oh yeah, hilarious. the guy in the street. And then the guy, the, my favorite was that Raimi loved extras going, "Yeah, Spider-Man!" And so one guy does that in the boat, and then as soon as Iron Man shows up, he just switches sides yeah (laughs) so like if anybody like if scarlet witch go yeah like he just whoever's there he's happy i think the whole boat set piece was one of the better moments action wise yeah see i like the action a lot because it was great and and the one thing i'll defend about three in a little bit but but quickly i'll just say um i i think that's what i liked about each of the action set pieces is it had a character moment a lot of these movies feels like just like well we need action now but like the boat scene was about him failing, him trying to overextend himself, trying to go literally. too far, him failing, literally, literally failing, And that's one thing I'll I'll defend about the third act, which I do agree the action is a little clunky. But what I appreciate it is how fucking crazy is it that they put him in a shittier costume for the final action sequence because it makes sense for the character because it makes sense in a story level. Like, a marketing person would want to kill you for that. Like, they're like, we got to sell toys, you idiot. We can't sell Peter Parker in a hoodie. But, like, it actually worked for the character. And his final confrontation is he's in a shittier costume because it's about what the character is supposed to be. And he rejects, like, the most awesome costume in the world because, again, it, like, works with the character. And I appreciate it. Also, Iron Spider reference! Yeah. Like, the second I I saw that, I was just like, okay, I'm thinking of, like, like the Marvel Marvel event Civil War, like, the comic, not the movie. Like, I I, I want Iron Spider. I want want this to be, It'll be in Avengers 3 or 4. I want this to be red and gold and have, have, like, four, have, like, four... Like four arms, basically that that he that he will use. Where is that? Like, it'll I know. happen. No, I, I agree with it. Ben though, and that thematically rejecting the CG costume is such a cool thing. <laughs> like, right. that I totally agree was. with. I agree with it being a moment. I just think that, like, I also understand you wanted to happen too. Yeah, and I'm like, cool. Iron Spider. <laughs> like, why? Like, why would you reject this? I know, I know, but it's. I think that's the cool thing about this movie. I think the big thing that I need to get off my chest about this is the version of this versus Sam Raimi, which is first mm-hmm. off, I, I have a I have a huge bone to pick with some critics, specifically Movie Bob. Don't all groan at once. Um, I saw you, Ben. I saw uh, you. It's cool. I was gonna say <laughs> he did a he did a he did a two part he did a three part series saying what he would do different for oh, uh, Jesus uh, for Spider Man, which first off tells you something. But the second part that like I think is the issue yeah. is that he was talking Shade. about Spider-Man and he's comparing it to the original Sam Raimi. And I think one of the big things that is happening is that we have two different Spider-Mans definitely of different times. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the issues with kind of comparing them. Is like, And one of the big things about the Sam Raimi Spider-Man is that it's very much a post-9-11 film in terms of its comparison about the thing that it means. And I think that's the thing. Is like, I, I think Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2 specifically is a better as a better movie because it tries to be more and like, and I guess that's the big difference in comparing these movies is they're trying to do two such different things that it's very hard for me to like, just like take points away from this because it's, it, it, this movie succeeds at exactly the fuck it wants to succeed at. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it set out to be a Marvel Spider-Man movie and just hits it in the fucking neck and doesn't, then it has meaning. It has a meaning. And it has a character growth story, but it's not as amazingly put together as Peter's, uh, as uh, Tobey Maguire's failing powers in Spider-Man Two. Um, also, I think I just enjoy this movie more because I think the humor is a lot better than Sam Raimi Spider-Man because yeah. it's just. Yeah. I, I think that I think the jokes fall a little bit better because, like, literally by uh, Spider, but literally by like that Spider-Man, they were. Uh, I think that they were kind of aware of like. Uh, San, of, of like kind of Toby Maguire's, uh, Toby capabilities. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> I think I think they were like, and, and they were playing to that, and so I think some of the awkward, some of the humor is uh, just thank you, Sarah. Um, is uh, Sarah's not on here? 
<laughs> we're done in a minute stay tuned to the tuscan shed media network channel in a minute because we're going to get started with a feast for bros but we're going to hold off on that but first off my point about sam Raimi spider-man i think that's the, just the big thing here is that there's two entirely different thing films trying to do and two entirely different things mm-hmm. i admit that sam Raimi's and spider-man 2 specifically is attempting to do something so difficult and succeeds at it so much that it's probably a better film yeah. Uh, and I think that's true, but I think the thing is that, like, how do you fault a film that succeeds at exactly what it wants to do? I think, Which I is think you, you hit film. the nail on the head when you said that, like, I really wish this movie was made before the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, um, because it does what it does so well, and it kind of captures, like, an earlier Spider-Man, but uh, it's just so unfortunate that, like, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy just, like, overhangs this movie so much. Um, because like, you're right, like, I mean, not, not counting the third film, because I pretend that that was never made. Um, the first two just, yeah, it just did a, such a difficult thing and kind of, I think, kind of reinvigorated, like, the superhero genre as we, as we know it today. Like, without those three movies, like, we might not have a Marvel Universe, arguably. Um, arguably. So it, it was a tough lift, but yeah, I think you're right that it did, it did do what it set out to do. So yeah. props to it for that. Sorry, guys. We literally, I have to, for once, end the podcast a little bit quicker than usual. We're going to go ahead and move to scores. Uh, we're going to oh. be on time today. What, what did you have to say, Peter? No, I, 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 guess I just wanted to bring up um, how, how the overall arc of this movie re- reminded me of um, uh, the, uh, one, uh, one of the more recent Spider-Man cartoons, Ultimate Spider-Man, on the channel, oh. I believe, oh, yeah. Disney XD, uh, that premiered in like 2012. Um, it, it, it was it was very it was very it was very much the same thing, which which is kind of the story of Spider-Man, where where he ha- he he has he has been introduced to like the whole Avengers team. He is constantly trying to do stuff to prove himself um, to, to to prove himself like hey to like to like Tony and Steve and Nick Fury and, and all of, and all of them. Hey, yes, I am a high schooler, but I but I can do a lot, and I am worthy of being on this team and 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 most and most times they'll be like okay no you shouldn't but but but, but there will be those moments where where there will be like that flicker of like okay we like we admire you and your enthusiasm your ten, your tenacity and like your sheer will of wanting of wanting to do the right thing but uh, but 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 eventually over the course of the show in the in the, in the same way that that we, that we got in the last scene um he 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 eventually he eventually realizes you know what i'm at like with 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 where i am and with and with the other as 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 it happens in the show with, with and as it happens in the show with with the, with the other like super super powered teenagers who now see me as a leader strange enough i am good where i am and i i and, and i and thank you for the offer but i will try to do the best that i can here before i like before i personally feel that i am ready to right be like a full-fledged hero and and and, ju- and just knowing about that show I, I appreciated that they took that same arc um from the show and put it to film and and i and i, I think they, i think they did it really well without without having to like add everyone it was more about having to add like a bunch of extra characters it was it was like no this is peter parker's story so let it so let it be told through peter parker's eyes instead of peter parker and 12 other people yeah no, I, I, I agree. I agree. And uh, hopefully Tom Holland will do maybe three or four Spider-Man movies, die, and then we'll get some Miles Morales. Uh, sorry, that's a, that was legitimate, <laughs> but like, I, no, I, no, I like, there, oh there, my God. There is, there is a chance that we could get Miles Morales because, uh, because um, the character that, the, the character that Donald Glover, uh, Childish, Childish Gambino played, uh, Aaron Davis, um, like the cousin that he mentioned, um, Miles Morales's cousin's last name is Davis and so it's That's like interesting and, and, and so and so now and, and so because we now have Donald Glover's Donald Glover's character we may not get it like immediately but there was but now, but now there was totally a chance that we could get that we could get a Latino Spider-Man in this MCU and I'm very excited about that they are making a cartoon, you know that, right? Okay. Making yes. a big... oh. All right. All right, all right, guys. We got it. We literally got to wrap up here. We're gonna start off with uh, you, Peter. You're gonna give us your first score. Oh my god. Um, out of ten, what do you give Spider-Man? Blah, 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 blah. I'm gonna give this a nine. I damn, damn son. I I, ha- I have. I mean, not not evident, not <laughs> at all. Evans by the shirt. I will, I will say not at all. Evans by the shirt. But uh, but but more of just even before I got this more personally. Like I have a long-standing love 
of of of, Sp- of Spider-Man and his character and, and a lot that he represents, even even if I don't know everything. Um, and so it, and so ever since Spider-Man one and two, it it is it makes me so happy to see a movie that was so well done with what with with one of my favorite Marvel characters that that I that I grew up with. It, it it was a fun movie. The action the action I thought was excellent. The hum the humor was good. The fights the the fights were well done. Even 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 the fights were well done. Even if even if there were those moments where stuff was like, okay, what is what is going on? And 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 like, and like we brought up, I like how in the film they brought they brought in you know, this is like kind of kind of in this kind of in the same way you know like I bring my brother uh, my, my, uh, my 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 youngest brother who was like born in year two thousand. He is living in a world post nine eleven. We got in in the in this film we got to see teenagers who are living in a world post Avengers one, and I really liked that. Okay, uh, moving on to Sean out of ten. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm gonna give it a seven. Um, I really, really enjoyed the movie for all the reasons you guys have laid out. Like it was technically well done. There were parts of it that were that were really, you know, as I said, just the the, the way they did uh, kind of the high school experience and portraying the character and the way Tom Holland uh, portrayed Spider Man was was awesome. Um, it, it, I think it really did what like the the Andrew Garfield Spider Man's like completely failed to do. <laughs> so I was glad that this movie was made. Um, unfortunately, like Sam Raimi Spider Man has just colored my perception of Spider Man so much that. I walked into this movie wanting that experience again <laughs> and, and yeah. didn't get it. And it's not this movie's fault. I, I know that. Um, but it's just like the nature of where we are with this franchise. So I'm impressed that you can recognize that because I do think there is quite a bit of critic rage out there over that exact issue. Oh, yeah. definitely. Uh, and I think I think it's almost it's interesting. It's almost interesting to realize that people have that love of Sam Rainey, like what, like 15 yeah, like, years like, on. like almost yeah. like twenty years on. Jesus, uh, wow, I'm old. Uh, oh. Next up yeah, is Trevor. <laughs> what do you get it out of ten, bud? Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight. I thought it was a damn good time. Um, I really enjoyed going to see it with my family because of the twist. Whenever, just as I'm wondering, okay, we're hitting the third act. He's recommitted to school and going to homecoming and being normal. How is the vulture gonna come back in? And then he goes to the door and to pick up his girlfriend and it, or his date, and then it might it's Michael Keaton just staring him in the face with a close up. Me and my whole family were just like we're like just holding on to each other in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> it was so tense that whole car ride. It was it was great. Um, that was just a great level investment time and really clever twist I thought and played into the theme of him just being a blue collar worker wanting to provide for his family too. And then he was just a regular guy kind of. So yeah, I love that whole scene, the whole sequence. NG Scully on Twitter wants to know why Jack is making faces at Trevor's reasonable commentary. Uh, It has nothing to do with Trevor. I'll say that. Uh, Sorry. Uh, Apologies for that. Uh, Coming up next is Bobby. What do you give it? Oh, I get to be the the pessimist of the group. Um, Do it. So, so it's not that I did not enjoy this film because I did, and I actually found it to be a really like enjoyable two and a half hours or whatever that I was in the movie theater. Um, I know that I'm missing out on some of the enjoyment of the film because I'm not into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I get why it's built that way, and I get why it's enjoyable for a lot of people. Because if you've seen every movie, there's all these little hidden Easter eggs and these little bits and these moments that are all connected, and I can understand why that is really, really appealing. Because I'm not a part of that, coming into these movies is hard because you have to go into it knowing you're you're not going to get a lot of the stuff that's in there. Like, the, it, it's not going to make sense. Um, so that's kind of hard to come into. Also, I can't believe we didn't talk about this at all, but the name of the film annoys me. And I might be the only one annoyed by it, but it's like Spider-Man Homecoming. Not hey, yet. Homecoming's going on during the movie. Homecoming has nothing to do with the actual plot of the movie, but for some reason we're going to name it that. So that was no, to me. I, I'm going to disagree, and I'm going to disagree because it's about Spider-Man coming home to Marvel. Yeah, that's what I would say. It's like a meta thing yeah i don't blame Bobby which is meta it's obnoxious no. there is it, it, a no, lot of meta it's obnoxious may, may, may i agree specifically with both the spider it could be meta Marvel. and obnoxious deadpool is meta and it's obnoxious it is a little meta but it is a little too on the nose it's, especially, especially when they have that shot where like they slowly pan onto onto, onto like the homecoming sign i'm just like homecoming's coming soon homecoming homecoming oh god it's like it's like it's like whenever like they say like the actual name of the film. And they really like, they said it. They said it. It was like it was like watching Pee Wee Herman and, and like and it's like what's the secret word? 
it just it just annoyed me because I felt like they could have come up with a lot better names for it. Like I don't know, like Vulture, like you know, Spider Man and Vulture or something. Like you had a cool villain in there. I'm this. also really glad like, they I'm never not- used the Vulture's name though. Like that was just a thing. Like they never like, actually called him the Vulture. I love that. No, no, I get I, that. It's I, just, I, I mean, he's like the vulture. It was... It's a classic Spider-Man villain. I, I like. It's, it's. It's. He's a cool. I'm sorry. He's a cool villain. Oh yeah. I, he's I, mean, great. I, I just I, thought it would have. They could have come up with a better name for the movie. Is my. Opinion. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And I found it a little obnoxious. But overall, I really enjoyed the film. Now, I recently compiled a giant spreadsheet of every score the Movie Gang podcast members have oh, given shit. for yeah, every movie the Movie Gang podcast has reviewed, and mm-hmm. as a result, it has changed the way I'm going to. Review review things so based on <laughs> previous reviews i now need to put this movie into the compendium of things that i enjoyed and as a result <laughs> it's getting a six and a half because i did not enjoy it as much as movies i have given sevens to um but it need it that's just that's the range it needs to fall into so i apologize for how my ratings are going to be actually slightly lower than normal because i'm way too optimistic with films i've learned your so. justification is sound i i if it, I, only, I if it had a better name it would have gotten that extra half percent <laughs> yeah that extra it half percent away seven, but i just can't get on board ben you're up next yeah boy what do i want to rate uh Spider-Man versus Vulture: Dawn of Homecoming. <laughs> um, I did see Bobby's thing, and she did point out I give more nines than anybody else. You so I'm the Roger movies. Ebert of the uh, group. That that's fine. Woo. I'll accept that. I'm gonna stick with my I old ratings. Everything. Because <laughs> I I rate things how I feel at the time, and I know things change, and I feel like just because I gave it a nine and I don't put it on my best of the year list, fuck you. That's just how I roll. Because things change and your mind changes and sometimes things say and sometimes they don't. And so that is a similar thing because that's what happened in Logan and Wonder Woman for me and they've they slightly dimmed. I still like those movies quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but I'll still give what I gave those movies, which is an eight. I really, really enjoyed this film a lot. It was just great to see a superhero film that's sort of classic and uh, it, it just tells... A story based on character. That was the best thing for me. Everything was really based around a character study of Spider-Man, of creating a character that is interesting, of exploring what it means to be that character, how his powers uh, interact with it, to have that more ground level thing. Uh, just a side note, I thought it was great to see like a high school that looks like a high school in modern day America with a lot of people of color, with a lot of people who looked like teenagers, thank God, who acted like <laughs> yeah. teenagers, who didn't have embarrassing dialogue, um, who are, you know, it felt like a high school in Queens. It, I really did feel like I was at a high school in Queens, which was really excellent for me. And um, a very memorable villain, a villain I actually cared about, which is like something Marvel has struggled with so fucking much. Uh Oh, and just one other diversity thing I did like was I don't think I've ever seen a movie, which is nice, of a high school movie of a guy looks over at a woman and the woman comes in in slow motion and that woman is black. So I just thought that was really cool. That's just something I don't think I can ever place in any other movie, which is just, I don't know, it's just nice. Um, so it's it's a, it's a very interesting film. It's driven by character. Even the action is driven by character, which I appreciate, even though the action isn't the best. But I still very much enjoyed it, even if it has that sort of classic origin story yeah third act i don't think it's as weak as iron man's like third act or something like that it doesn't feel as sort of uh here's the bad guy um it actually had like a bad guy who's built into the entire movie where iron man was like here's a bigger iron man mm. um, yeah uh, a bi- actually that's funny there's a bigger hulk there's a there's uh, a there's a bigger ant-man there's like a there's a bigger ant-man, ant-man. yeah yeah um that's like a mark when nazi, they don't know what to do with nazi the villain America. that's what they go there's for captain nazi yeah it's part of the Mar- it's one of the marvel formants it's not so good but uh it's basically it, power rangers bigger and and the MCU stuff actually for once like really worked for me. And like a lot of times I find it a little annoying, but this time it actually was like a real, real universe, and I feel like we're really settling in. So yeah, it's a, it's an eight out of ten. It's probably my favorite Marvel movie since uh, Winter Soldier. So there you go. Damn, uh, I give it an eight out of ten as well. Uh, I said as well. I I think that um, Sam Raimi Spider Man Two canon is like probably my favorite like superhero movie which i know that like people have given me a lot of crap for it not being the dark knight i disagree with that i, I think the dark knight's very good i've those always the two been I, I feel like those are the two people very different about. very different yeah. and it, it is a preference thing for me like i like that moment where everyone cheers the crowd or like save spider-man and like lifts him into the subway car like oh. that's a very saccharine moment that like at, at that age worked really really well for me this movie is something entirely different 
but all the same, it's doing exactly what it set out to do. It's a highly successful movie in terms of doing what it wants to do, and I cannot fault it for that. I still think Spider-Man 2 is is better because it sets up, but it sets out to do something entirely different and in my to my mind much more difficult in terms of the feeling that it's creating. At the same time, I will probably watch this movie much more than Spider-Man 2 because <laughs> the jokes are just current and better and Tom Holland gives a yeah. great performance. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's a lot more fun. And I think the other thing, too, is I really wish that this movie existed when I was a kid a little bit. Because that's mm-hmm. seeing actual kids on screen is, is kind of a big deal, actually, in some, in some, in some, in some kind of like a weird sort of way. Because it kind of throws you off. And that was one of those moments where I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm almost 30. Like, <laughs> just oh, like, God, don't these, say are that. these are no. kids. These are kids. So much of this podcast before you wrap yeah. it up. Like, yeah, and it's it's just, uh, and I guess that that's kind of the situation. So the Movie Gang podcast gives uh, Spider-Man Homecoming a 7.75, which I'm going to round up to an 8 out of 10 uh, for the Movie Gang podcast. This has been Bobby Pike. Thanks for watching, y'all. Peter Dancy. Love you. Sean Solis. Thanks, guys. Ben Howard. Dark Knight will be 10 years old next year. Feel old. Stop it! Why would you destroy my joke like this? You monster! Let me try to rub up for you. Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. You're good. And I don't want to think about that. Uh, I'm your host, Jack Newman, and uh, this has been a production of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. If you want to see all our other great podcast content, head on over to Tuscan Shed. Uh, dot com where you can see such shows as Animania, Geek Space Nine, and coming back tonight in well, it should have been thirteen minutes ago, but it's we're late and behind, as Jenna will no doubt tell me. <laughs> a feast for bros. So stay tuned tonight on the channel. We'll get this up in just a couple minutes. Uh, from everyone here at Tuscan Shed Media Network and the Movie Gang Podcast, as always, thanks for listening.